Welcome to Basketball Party, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston from Louisville, Kentucky. Woo! Season 2. We are back. We're back. We're a little late, but that's fine. I mean... mean, (laughs) Better late than never, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sorry we missed the preseason. Well, and I don't know. Did we want to be that podcast shouting into the void? That's true. <laughs> Isn't that what this podcast is really about? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I always, you know, there's always so many preview things that you can listen to or read and try to digest. And Yeah, I didn't really... I don't know. The preseason is the preseason or, you know, leading the time leading up to it. And you're just like... Okay, please, can basketball just start now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really didn't uh, didn't really participate too much in the preseason this year, aside from Cavs stuff, obviously. Um, but uh, I almost went to a Lakers preseason game, so that's how, that's how sad, sad, sad state of affairs we have over here. So I thought you went to a preseason game. Uh, I did. I, I saw the Battle of Florida. <laughs> Staged in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, what was most off-putting to me at the preseason game that I attended was that for some reason the Yum Center was considered home for the Miami Heat. <laughs> so there was often chance of let's go Heat going on and and i saw so many inexplicable heat jerseys on people and children (laughs) people children (laughs) wow like grown adults that live conceivably in louisville kentucky or the outlying areas yeah and okay you know and and mostly, I, I saw more Dwayne Wade jerseys than I did anything else, like than the old, you know, Miami LeBron jerseys. Yeah. So, I I just kind of wonder what what does Kentucky really like in an NBA basketball team? Do they like a front runner, or do they just like flashy people? I don't know. Do it, they it, like people that do baby rolls? <laughs> Who could know? Um, it was all perplexing to me. That is weird. That's weird also because, I mean, I don't think it's that weird that you didn't see any LeBron heat jerseys. I don't think those are cool to wear anymore. I think. No, but I, I still feel like I live somewhere that it's, that person wouldn't know it's not cool. You oh, know what I mean? okay. They would just be like, I still, you know, <laughs> I'm still supporting the heat. Um, I, I don't know if we talked about this last season at all we didn't because it happened to me over it happened to me this <laughs> it, it happened to you in the off season it happened to me in the off season i met an actual heat fan oh yeah hmm yeah it, and we started talking about basketball and i asked him if he would want to come on the come on the podcast to prove that you know people people really do support the heat is and he from, is he or she from Florida? He is from Florida, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, then those people exist, you know. Florida is a state. It's, I know, it's just crazy to me, though. I had never met, like, a real one before. Like, a real person from Florida who was a Heat fan. I guess that it's, it's like, that explains it, but it's also, like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I know plenty of people from Florida, and they mostly seem rational. <laughs> mostly. But also, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I knew any Heat fans that were... Uh, I take that back. I did know one who was from Florida. But it mostly seemed like people who were like, they're winning, so I'm going to be a fan of them. You know. Yeah. Kind of shit. But and, and the one, quote-unquote, true... Uh, Miami Heat fan that I knew during the LeBron era was just a LeBron fan. 
So he was a Heat fan because of LeBron. And what's weird to me is his family lived in the greater Cleveland area. Oh, okay. Yeah, which made it super interesting to me. I mean, because I can understand if you're from Cleveland and... I don't know. You're you're just really into the NFL and you don't care about the NBA. Maybe it what maybe the decision wasn't a big deal to you. Yeah. But I don't know. If you're an NBA fan enough to buy tickets to see Heat Pacers playoff games. Yeah. Because you, you know, love LeBron that much. Yeah. Then, mm. you know, you're going to like him no matter even if he kind of slighted you you're yeah. you're going to you're going to choose the heat over the cats your your home team yeah it it, it it's just has perplexing he, to me has he now reverted back into being a cavs fan or oh you know it oh, as far yeah. as i know yeah oh yeah yeah um, like i love how i'm putting someone that i don't even talk to really on blast right now hey hey guy um <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, a lot of people at work have asked me about how I felt about LeBron during, you know, the time that LeBron was not playing for the Cavs. And uh, and they're like, oh, well, you just take him back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who wouldn't? Like, I can't believe, I mean, I, of course, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to have this conversation for, for probably the rest of my life, which is mm-hmm. fine. But, yeah, he's the best. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh... But, whatever. Um, speaking of being the best, let's talk about his Halloween. I don't mean to really focus on LeBron, but he's, he's, he's just making headlines left and right for a (laughs) number of reasons. But, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about his Halloween costume. Let's talk about the Cavs Halloween costumes in general. Okay. Um, at 7.30 this morning, I started getting texts, uh, with links to photos and videos of LeBron dressed as Prince performing. I mean, I, I have to say that, you know, that's really bold. Mm-hmm. I like his commitment to the vision. I mean, you know, not only just really nailing the costume, but also performing songs. I mean... Yeah, I saw the videos. The the outfit was great. I liked the video of I Would Die For You. That was my favorite. Yeah, I... I you know, may, I think I'm Team Prince here because... Uh, it, it is kind of bold to impersonate Prince. He Because he is such a, you know... I mean, you're up there with... Of course. You're up there with Dave Chappelle, I guess, in terms of... Yeah. You know. Well, I, I mean, but Dave Chappelle never really sang as Prince. That's true. That, that's that's, true. that's my thing, you know. I think it's super ballsy of LeBron to also sing. Like, yeah. it, dressing up's one thing. Anybody can put on a Prince costume. Anybody, yeah. That's true. You know? That's I true. mean, I've got curly hair. I could probably you could try be, to... You would make a great Prince. You would. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe. I, am I going to wear that out in public? Definitely not. I don't know. When I was in college, uh, I participated in a drag show to raise money for the women's studies newspaper. This is my favorite kind of stuff to talk about on a basketball podcast, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I was criticized roundly that I uh, walked like a woman. So, whoops, sorry. Um, <laughs> I also chose to be Axl Rose and Mick Jagger. So clearly I wasn't like in the right space anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But a friend of mine did dress as Prince and she, man, she nailed it. Nailed it. You know, he just. He's a force to your point. Force. force. Love Prince. A cultural Um, force. um, But uh, speaking of, well, no, he just played for Minnesota. He's not from there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love. Yeah. Dressed up as that character from, what was it? Uh, semi-pro. Semi-pro, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about that, Kim? I mean, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. How do you feel about Kevin Love's new new look? 
new look Kevin Love. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I was gonna I say. I, I, uh, I think I told the female grit squad that I was into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah to you stop told sending them. me pornography. Yeah, you told them. Yeah, that was a real successful uh, postseason effort, PMA Grit Squad. Mm-hmm. That was the, that would be the uh, eleven to twelve person group text that we have about the Cavs. So, yeah, for for first time listeners. Yeah, it's 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 still going, and if you have an iPhone, you can be added. Get ready. Um, <laughs> it's a commitment, though. Yeah, it is. Sometimes a I wonder why I'm there. <laughs> sometimes. I gotta admit, sometimes I put it on do not disturb because, like, I'll be at work and there will be, like, 40 texts and I'm like, I can't keep up with this. But I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's Mm -hmm. continuing. It's a positive, no pun intended, force. Um, How about J.R. Smith as that baby, though? (laughs) I, I, wow. It was, I... Like... A big baby, what was it that it said on the the costume? It was like crybaby maybe. Crybaby, yeah, crybaby. It would have been funny if it said big baby. That's that's funny in a different way. But Yeah. I mean crybaby. Is J.R. Smith a crybaby? I don't I don't know. I, I don't I don't really think so. I don't maybe that's his team nickname. I don't know. Could be. Does does I I don't really think of him you know questioning calls all that much no i think of him more as like (laughs) not being present all the time so well maybe maybe then it's about like having you know just you know how babies just kind of don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah maybe that's the more apt comparison i mean i you know i have positive feelings towards jr as well but yeah i mean whoo Sometimes you're like, okay, um, as I, as I told you, there's that video, one of those <laughs> when doves cry videos of LeBron where Kevin Love has stolen J.R. Smith's bottle. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that bottle's filled with liquid GHB. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be, you know, that off base. If I <laughs> Kevin Love looked great on October 31st. Doesn't remember anything <laughs> today. Just remembers nothing. Um, can't even remember what his own costume was. Or where it is. Or Yeah, who could know? <laughs> um, yeah, that was a pretty successful Halloween for them. Yeah. No. I like that, though. I, I, you know, I always... I like the camaraderie of, of Cavs teams when they're like that. It makes me happy. Uh, how happy is Mo Williams to be back with the Cavs this season? apparently super excited as he's instagramming and like going to town that way like is it possible to be a groupie for the band you're actually in because i kind of feel like that's what's going on (laughs) like that's what you look up mo williams name in the urban dictionary and that's what it says (laughs) like dude you play for the team it's cool like they had you back. It's cool. So I mean, I just imagine LeBron at times just patting his shoulder, saying, "They're there." Yeah, you're doing it, Mo. You're already here. Um, yeah. I mean, I you know, no, no, that's no slight against Mo Williams. I you know, he's his, great teammate. Apparently, yeah. His passion for the Cavs organization is uh, kind of unparalleled. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, dude, so thirsty, Mo. So thirsty. <laughs> like, chill. <laughs> you know? Like, whew, we get it. We love you too, buddy. Like, come on. But you have to know how much he cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is... Now I'm like, come on, you guys really can't get Delonte West back? You telling me? You really can't? I mean, who could say? Maybe that'll be a playoff gift for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Who I could would, say? I would love, yeah. would love Delonte West to come back. Um, that'd be great. I feel like that's <laughs> not going to happen, though. But, I mean, and, and, I, and I hate to 
break off of this pl- really pleasant digression. But as a Cavs fan, I'm I'm very interested in hearing. Not me as a Cavs fan. You, the Cavs fan. <laughs> you, yes. <laughs> you. Um. Well, LeBron's back. I mean, he's thirty, yeah. and not to say that that's old because, you know. You know, I guess main, mainly I'm concerned for LeBron's back because I myself have back issues. <laughs> and they started... It's, like a, it's a solidarity issue for yeah, you? Yeah, it is definitely a solidarity, solidarity issue. Um, I mean, my back problems started when I turned 30. It was, you know, a few months in and then, whoops. And then you're yeah. on the floor and you want to die. Yeah. And I'm not even you know, a world-class athlete. I'm just some poor schlub. So, I'm just a schlub in this world. Yeah, I'm just a, another regular schlub. And he's, you know, he's he said that he's committed to 82 games a year. Well, I mean, okay. Like, that line is just... LeBron James has never played 82 games in a season. So, like... I mean, that's like, are you going to show up to your job every day? Like, yes. Like that, <laughs> right? Like, well, what is he going to do? Be like, ah, 75. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, no. Like, you're always going to say 100%. Like, yeah. But, I mean, am I worried about it? Of course I'm worried about it. Duh. Am I going to, like, can I let that fear paralyze me in the first week of the season? No. I can't. I got to just... That's that PMA. I got to just believe. Um, I also, and I, you know, I tend to think that, well, okay, I guess there's two sides of this. I think that LeBron is the type of player that will, when he has to, play through injury and doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Do I hope that he's smart enough to rest for stuff that isn't important? In anticipation of playoffs, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hope so. It, it's just that, you know, in, in looking at the Cavs organization, you, you see one that, um, you know, if you look at Kyrie, yeah, that guy's been uh, beleaguered with injuries. And as has Kevin Love, as, you know, demonstrated it. At, during his time in mini mm-hmm. and then you know during the playoffs this past season but yeah thanks. I don't think thanks there's a lot think Kelly Olenek thanks a yeah, lot yeah thanks Kelly um but I think as a general rule um I don't think that the Cavs organization or or its fans are really necessarily um I don't know, injury afraid or injury scared? Because if you look at things like, uh, I mean, I'm just going to say it, Chicago. Yeah. Mm. They're healthy-ish now, kind of. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think, well, I mean, Kyrie Irving, is that's that's another conversation entirely. I mean, he, to me, like, I've said this many times, but, like, he is in the bird bones category. Like, I just can't. (laughs) It's like Derrick Rose. Like, I just, you know, it's always, there's always something. Which sucks, because, you know, I, I don't think that any of those guys are like, woohoo, I'm injured again. Like, it's got to be, you know, that has to be a psychological thing you have to deal with as well as, you know, the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make me a little wary of, like, being like, Kyrie's going to be healthy, no problem. Uh, yeah, of course it does. So, but I mean, it's so early that, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh God, LeBron's back. Like I I can't, I know that's like the biggest story, one of the biggest storylines right now, but like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's inevitable that, yeah, his body is going to break down over time. Like I don't, I don't believe that you can play professional basketball on his level and like not encounter issues, but I don't know. I also feel like he's kind of a mind over matter guy, so I'm like, well, it'll be, it's fine, right? Okay. Um, so I don't know. 
uh, I'm going to try not to, th try not to let it keep me up at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, and then of course, it, it, Derek Rose, jeez Louise, like <laughs> f f drama central right now. Did you mm -hmm. see that TMZ story about, about the, his, the accusations against him? That um they, the, the well the, the uh, sexual, which one the sexual assault one yeah where that lady came back and now wants like twenty one million dollars oh but does not want to press criminal charges interesting hmm. um yeah the trial is going to begin in twenty seventeen like, uh... ugh pass um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I I do remember reading those allegations and then the what the alleged victim said and yeah, it, about how it all happened and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for well, both of their sakes, I hope it's not true. Well, he well, he came back and he said that those things had happened but that they were consensual, which all right. I I mean, ugh, human beings are so complex. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, then she came back and was like, I want $21 million, but didn't want to press charges, like criminal charges. And I was just like, it seems weird to me. Like, mm -hmm. wouldn't you want this person try to, you know? Yeah. Cause I thought he said that. Okay. So what I thought I knew was that it was, he said that he had had a consensual relationship with that woman and it ended mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that what she was saying was a fabrication, but he'd never like denied that he was with her. Yeah. Well, then he came back and was like, and admitted that like, whatever, you know, that what she was saying, like about, you know, whatever, like mm -hmm. group sex they had or whatever, that mm -hmm. that was true, mm -hmm. but that it was consensual. And mm -hmm. you know, now she wants a lot of money. So, Oh, <sighs> Derek Rose. Man. So, uh... And he's also hurt again. Yeah, exactly. Surprise. Is this still the thing with his face, or something else, did something else happen that I did not know about yet? Uh, I, I still think we're on the face injury. Face, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. Saw that, and I was like, oh, not surprised that this is happening, but... Um... Yeah. Whew. That's unfortunate. Um... Uh, speaking, I guess we can, we, we're covering the Midwest right now, it seems. Um, <laughs> talk about that, those Pacers. Oh, Yipes. Yeah. I think there's, uh, I think there's some winds of change yeah. in, in the Eastern Conference a bit, and, and definitely, at least in, in that division, just because, um, I don't know, I, I think... The Pacers are in for some pretty big rebuilding. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird to see Roy Hibbert in a Lakers jersey the other night. I was like, this is awkward. Yeah, I, I think uh, going forward, I, I don't know what this season is necessarily going to hold for the Pacers. I, I'm, I'm certainly not. Um Holding a candle to it. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I, I... You put away your blue collar whatever sign. <laughs> blue collar gold swagger. Yeah. Did you put that away? Did you yeah. slide... Did you, like, did you, like, sadly slide it into a desk drawer? Like, uh... <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... But, yeah, so I, I think that there's a lot of change that's going to need to happen for uh, them to to really be competitive again. But I'm, you know, I'm being hesitant in my excitement for the other team that I follow. Yeah, I was gonna say which, eighty-two and zero. <laughs> friend of the pod, Dan Nixon, is is really trying to sell me that they're gonna go eighty-two and zero. But I mean. It, it has to be said that, so I think they're 3-0 and as of recording. 
Sunday, November 1st, yes. Yes, and, you know, it's odd, it's odd, I mean, it's not really odd because it's the truth, but, I mean, this is the best string of, it's their best open in six years. (laughs) Six! As as Dan told me, gunning for that eighth seed. So... (laughs) Hey. In six years. I mean, I think as, I don't know, maybe it was two or three seasons ago that, I don't know, we were oh and what felt like a million. <laughs> and it was like, we won our first game in what felt like March. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course. I think maybe we were like oh and 10 or oh and 12. Someone will correct me. Um. But just for them to string together three wins, man, feels great. Yeah, I hope yeah. it keeps going, and um, I think there is a lot to be said of Stan Van Gundy kind of um, cleaning house a little bit. Yeah, just in terms of you know, he's kind of kept those that were there from the the unfun dark times, as I'll call them. Yeah. And uh, kind of looking forward to a brighter future. And I think Andre Drummond's going to be playing for a contract this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think he's already leading the league in something like uh, blocks or steals or something right now. Which, I mean, again, like three, four games in. It's, you know, obviously other people are going to emerge. But yeah. Um, I, I think it's certainly going to be a lot. The vibe in Detroit's going to be a lot more positive than it has been, and who knows? Maybe I won't even have to burn sage when I'm there. Maybe not. Um, how do you miss Tayshawn Prince, though? Do you miss him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, and and and, and truthfully, and for first time listeners, this is something that I've said previously. I'm a very unsentimental fan. <laughs> Yeah, he, you basically just said he's dead to me. That was pretty much what just happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my thing is, I don't... It's... It's cool that a player was part of your legacy. If they're not performing, you gotta cut them loose. Yeah. I mean, at the way. end of the day, it's a, it's a business. Damn. Cold. Out the gate. Cold. Yeah, I'm like the opposite. I'm like the most sentimental fan alive, which is why I'm still talking about Delonte West in the year 2015. But... I don't know. I think to me, um... Because I wanted... I, I wanted the ghost of that championship team out of the palace like, for as long... That's why you kept burning sage. It's why you kept burning that sage, right? Yeah. I, well, I mean, it, it's just... You you can't hold on to the past so fiercely like that and hope you're going to expect a different outcome. Um, and you can't... And, and I think that the management was just too sentimental for too long. Right. Um, about a lot of things and keeping people as GM and just... No. you. Yeah. If someone is underperforming, like if I'm underperforming at my job, guess what? They're going to put you on a performance plan and then you're going to be gone. Yeah. Like, you know, I... Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more on a public stage and they <laughs> professional sports. True. Um, and, and I'm first to admit that, uh, a lot of times the, the desire to fire coaches is a little unfounded. Yeah. Sometimes you know? it seems a little knee jerk. Yeah. So, I mean, there's sometimes I wish it would happen and it doesn't, which would be the mm-hmm. case with my friends Chelsea football club right now but (laughs) what can you do um yeah I mean I'm excited for the Pistons not too excited obviously but you know I mean that that would be a a great you know house divided episode Pistons Cavs yeah yeah that's let's see see how they see how they do going forward I mean, it's so interesting, like, uh, a coworker that I don't know that well, he, he, he's like, oh, yeah, those Pistons are doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, 
you pay attention. And then I forgot that I have, like, this huge bad boys thing on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I brought this on myself, but how did this happen to me? Yeah, I was just like, wait, we're having an NBA conversation right now? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, guy. Um... Yeah, the one thing I will say about now living in California is that watching uh, watching East Coast games proves to be extremely difficult. Um, uh, my brother texted me the other night and was like, did you see the Cavs game? And I was like, no, I'm at work. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. But as I, as I told you, I have a, the luxury of... Luxury is a loose term for some of this. Clippers <laughs> and Lakers... At my disposal, so that's great. I mean, for the Clippers, that seems really exciting. For the Lakers, I think that's just, that goes back to prove my point that clinging on to a legacy can will yield you shitty results in the long run. Yeah, that's, that's probably what they're going to put on Kobe Bryant's tombstone, but... <laughs> <laughs> And attribute it to me. <laughs> she said this about him, and it's true. Um, she said this on a podcast that five people listen to, and it's true. Um, yeah, well, like I said, I was at the bar the other night, and Clippers and Lakers were playing at the same time, and the people that I was with were like, you're not even watching the Lakers. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch that garbage fire with you. <laughs> Do you want to stoke the fire with them? The Lakers lost to the Timberwolves. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Minnie's coming out of the gate. Kind yeah. of impressive also. I mean, I guess. That's, I I guess. I don't know. It's Tayshaun Prince, man. <laughs> it's that Tayshaun Prince power. Oh, you know, wherever he goes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Success follows. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I couldn't really care less about the Lakers still. I, it's got to be tough to be a Lakers fan now, but I don't really feel bad for them, you know? Like, no. The minute I see Kobe Bryant jack up a three, I'm just like, okay. Like, isn't, it, like, I've said this before, too, and I said it when we were at the bar the other night. I was just like, they're going to have to drag his dead body off the court. I mean, I I think that's true. Like they rested him the other night and I was and I was like, "Oh, he's done." And then he came back in the game. I was like, "Oh, man. Okay." So, I mean, I get it. Like you're Kobe Bryant, like what else, you know, what else are you going to do with your life? This is your one true love, clearly. But man, I mean, I, I think it's interesting to think about, because I, I know that we've talked about Kobe and probably his seeming reticence to retire, mm-hmm. um, but in thinking about it, maybe you're, you're right in your assessment, because if you think about it, um, like, when you look at Magic, and Magic has had this great career at, um in broadcast Mm -hmm. and you know but he always had that personality to him where he he could just talk to anybody and seemingly start these amazing conversations and tell these amazing stories i'm sure that kobe has amazing stories but i don't know and and i don't know if his on-court persona and how he deals with the press is necessarily how he is as a person. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, could you conceivably see Kobe being a broadcaster? No, it would be like Kareem doing broadcasting. Just, like, doesn't have that, you know, doesn't have the personality for it. Which, like, not everybody does. Like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think. I think there's a lot of players who couldn't do it. Like, I mean, I mean think about this. Derek Rose. <coughs> think about Derek Rose broadcasting. I will. He is lighting them up out there. Like, he just, like, he cannot. He doesn't have that, like, personality. Um, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily could, but I was listening. Um, well, I was listening to. That's not the right word. I was watching. 
the uh, Golden State Houston game mm -hmm. uh, the other night, and I could do the kind of journalism that the two on-air people were doing uh, during that game, and it was dur and, and granted it was in garbage time during the fourth, mm -hmm. but they were talking about. Um, how, I guess, Steph Curry golfed with Obama and how <laughs> Obama drove the golf cart and how, like, probably not a lot of people have been driven around by the president. And they, like, talked about that for the longest time and about how, you know, how much, how much do you think Obama golfs? Yeah. And, and then there was this um, whole conversation about, and, and I forget how... It went from one to the other because I was kind of falling asleep. But it was like um, about the nene yeah. and the whip and like yep. how you really can't have one without the other. <laughs> and I was just like, at first I thought, you know, maybe I had fallen asleep and I was making this up. Yeah. But no, this is this real. Is, <laughs> two broadcasters for the worldwide leader was talking about how often the president golfs and wow. um, popular dances. I, I mean, I often wonder, just because I watch a lot of soccer, too, um, you know, when a soccer game is, like, a real goals fiesta mm -hmm. in the opposite direction where, like, one team... I mean, the goals are exciting, but, like, once you hit seven, you're just like, okay. I, I often admire soccer broadcasters in that way because you really have to talk for 45 minutes straight. Like, mm -hmm. 45 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think we would be good good broadcasters at garbage time in that way. Because, yeah, you just start talking about whatever. Yeah, I, I think I could, you know, sub me in for Hubie Brown in garbage time. Yeah, we'll be, be, like, we'll be garbage time. Baton. We'll be garbage time relievers and we'll come on and talk about, you know, random stuff while... Lord knows what guys that come off the bench are in the game. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they get playing time, but you know, mm -hmm. not much to say. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, but speaking of golden state and Jesus. Houston, man, I, I'm in some hard you, time in Houston. I'm going to tell you, I am already fatigued of hearing about Steph Curry already. Mm -hmm. Oh, so me sending the Wheaties box was, was that, not good. No, that was before any of that was before that was that was fine. That was acceptable. If you want to buy a Wheaties box with that weird little trash dash on it, then like fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um the thing is like I'm not it's not that I don't like Steph Curry. I I kind of don't. I don't know. It's weird. I have like a weird feeling about him. Um I like, because I like seeing guys who are really talented. Like, I can't be mad about that. Right. But, but I also am just like, I feel like every day I wake up and it's like, Steph Curry put up 6,000 points last night. Steph Curry put up 6,000 points last night. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's like when something is consistently so good, it gets less exciting. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Which is, yeah. a, which is a horrible thing to say, but, like, I kind of just, I'm like, all right, if he's going to put up, you know, 45 points a night, fine. Like, I don't know. It just becomes, like, white noise to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm probably into it. Just because I think it's... It. Wait, what did you say? I like that you're like, I'm probably into it. You are. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, no, it. I'm into it. And I, I think it's just because... Um, I, I feel like he's the... I feel like he's the first really big star to emerge from that class that's... I mean, because think about it. Like, LeBron is 30. Yeah. LeBron has been not. He's been dominating the conversation for how many seasons now? Like so 10, 12? I mean, a lot. 12. Yeah, 12. Yeah. And, and so I think Steph Curry is that first 
and and you know people can correct me if they feel differently but because yeah you're right it's just Steph Curry is conceivably everywhere he's in yeah. Apple commercials for Christ's sake yeah and I, I I think that I think he is that first big star from that class that's younger than LeBron. Yeah, no, I think, you, I mean, I think you make a good point. I think that people, I think people thought for a little bit that Derrick Rose would chip away at the, like, LeBron, you know, like, mega Megatron that, like, runs the NBA, but yeah, I no, I think you're right, and maybe that's part of why I don't like it. It's because it signals the end of an, it's, it's the beginning of the, an end of an era for me that I don't like. I mean, and, and I don't necessarily think, because still, Steph Curry is, you know, on his uptick. And who mm. knows what's really going to happen right. for him. Right. And, and, and I don't think that LeBron is anywhere, anywhere in the twilight of his career. No, 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 no. So, um, Especially I, given I think, who we just talked about, 37-year-old Kobe Bryant, still out there. Jacking yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, and not to bring it back to, um, LeBron's back problems, but mm-hmm. even people that were plagued with back injuries, I think what Steve Nash played until in, into his forties. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and so, and, and that is the most chronic problem that, uh, LeBron has had. And it's really only cropped up in the past year or two yeah he's just gotta do more yoga more yoga yeah he's just gotta do more yoga and just chill i would recommend mindfulness meditation (laughs) (laughs) our prescription our crunchy prescription for lebron i mean hey i'm i'm all for anything that's going to work i mean i i don't you know obviously getting on serious pain meds probably isn't for la boo boo but no no. I just wish I found Steph Curry more likable. I mean, and, and it's so interesting to me because he's genuinely kind of a likable person. Yeah, there's something about him, though. It's like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about him that I just don't like. I And I think it's, it's rooted in that mouth guard. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a long, maybe my opinion will change. I don't know. We got a long, we got a long season ahead of us, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I, and correct me if you feel that I'm wrong, but I, I think you dislike the quote unquote nice guys. And what I mean by nice guys, I mean, like nice guys is portrayed by the media so Uh like if you think about Dwight Howard yeah and how for a long time the media was like oh he's so funny he's so cool he was funny I liked him when he was funny then I was then that fell off I don't know like his funny was like I don't know dad jokes though (laughs) there was a there was a time it was probably about mm, Man, I want to say like six years ago that I briefly did find Dwight Howard very entertaining. That was a very brief window, though. And then I was like, oh, Lord, this guy. Um, uh, There is one likable person that I really like, though. Mm. Chris Paul. Yeah. I love Chris Paul. Most beautiful eyes in the NBA. I love Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is like a nice guy. Yeah. As it were. Yeah, I mean, I I tend towards the nuts. That's not, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that I think that uh, Steph Curry is just kind of genuinely a nice kind of wholesome, well, dare a, I say it, bland kind of dude. Yeah, he's a hard worker. I mean, you know, I can't. Like I said, there's nothing. There's nothing that he has like done aside from take away the finals from my beloved Cavaliers last year, which you know wasn't even um, mm-hmm. that wasn't even yeah that's not even really true. But uh, you know, I I think that 
Steph Curry. I wonder what Steph Curry was for Halloween. I don't know. I feel like Steph Curry probably took his kids out trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, what? I, I, LeBron has kids too, but he still brought a strong, strong Prince costume game. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I guess. I like them. I, I just like them a little weird. I like. I mm-hmm. mean, I always. That's just. I think it's entertaining. Um, it's probably why. It's probably part of the reason that I just have never liked football. You know? Not enough personalities? There's not enough personalities. And the personalities that are in the NFL are just like bozos. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a strident list of bozos in the NFL. Yeah. There's not too many, like, jokey guys in the way that I like them to be funny. So, besides that, like, LaDainian Tomlinson video, video from, like, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's really the last NFL thing that I can think of where I was like, that's hilarious. Other than that, no. You got guys like Tom Brady. Like, ugh. <laughs> Come on. So, just not meant for, you know, just not meant for it. Um... We didn't talk about talking about this beforehand, but uh, what do you think about about ESPN canning Grantland? Um, I mean, I I've read a lot of Grantland mm-hmm. uh, over the years since it started, and I've um, enjoyed pieces by a lot of their writers most the most recent writers and then those in the that have come and gone yeah and that makes it sound like they died they didn't die (laughs) um but that passed um, through its hallowed halls yes yeah yes um but uh i my personal opinion on it is that i i kind of feel like the writing was on the wall just just in that you know after what happened with uh, Bill Simmons's contract with ESPN and how that played out, mm-hmm. um, and they never made a public comment about uh, Grantland, you know, staying and you know being a part of the worldwide leaders roster. I, you know, yeah, they might as well have said, you know, <laughs> there could have been a doom countdown clock. That they could have just immediately clicked. Yeah. Uh, af- after they they ended the contract with Simmons, just because um, the the person that pitched it started it, and you know was basically for all intents purposes the managing editor or the right. leader of it. Right. That person's contract ends. I mean, if I had been employed by that. Uh, organization I would have been looking immediately yeah there there's just no there would have been no safety there um, right 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 um I mean it's, I mean, I think it's unfortunate for sure I think it's unfortunate because I mean there was a lot of really good work done there and yeah. and and so different from what um ESPN had done yeah yeah I think it's, I mean, there's, there's like the, the little details about it, like, you know, the things about the individual people involved and this, that, and the other thing. But the other thing that I think is, is interesting to think about is, you know, that site was, was very specific in that it was like Bill Simmons way of viewing sports and his, you know, tie-ins to pop culture, it was like that, you know, embodied in a website content Yes. And so I wonder, you know, now that this goes away and, you know, ESPN saying that they're getting out of the pop culture business or whatever, which is a weird quote because, like, it may not think that it's pop culture, but, like, it kind of is at the same time. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah, I see your point, but, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's pop you know, knowing the the word 
Khloe Kardashian's not going to come up on the ESPN <laughs> website unless it has something to do with Lamar Odom being in the hospital. Yeah. And yeah. she's, like, a blip in that story in terms of the reporting. Yeah. Whereas, like, that story, if you think about it on Grantland, you know, there was going to be some kind of in-depth thinker about what their relationship was. Right. But and I, were they going to stay together or whatever? Yeah. I wonder, I mean, it's kind of funny, though, do, it seems like, and this is a little dramatic, but it kind of seems like now that Simmons has left ESPN and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with his, like, HBO thing next year, it kind of feels like that style of sports journalism, like, is there going to be a shift now back into a more straightforward kind of sport you know what I mean do you know what I'm saying yeah no I definitely do and when sites like you know when sites like the classical which are are like are great and turn out great writing but kind of you know a a different not for everybody like some dudes that read about sports just want to read stuff about sports you know what I mean well and I I see your point but because I think that writing, as long as the internet continues to exist, mm-hmm. and we don't, like, somehow the internet just blows up and <laughs> we no longer have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that... It was, a good, a, it was a good run. The internet is dead. <laughs> the internet, good run. Um, I, I think that writing is always going to exist. I think what was interesting about... Grantland in a certain way is that it took that kind of um, that the writing that was on the classical and um, why can't I think of the name of the site right now the classical's predecessor oh Free Darko Free Darko thank you sorry had a, a blip I knew that's um, what you were talking about, and I was like... Yes, yes, Free Darko, of course. Um, so I, I feel like that writing is always going to be out there. I think what um, Grantland did was, in a certain way, uh, put it in one place and monetized it. Yeah. Well, and, big... and, and those writers were able to make money and good on them for it. Well, on its, and on such a big stage, too. I mean, I know their yeah. leadership was nothing compared to ESPN, and I think that was... I think that's also why it was so easy for ESPN to be like, cool, Simmons is gone, bye. Because if that site had been super successful, money-wise, there's no way they would have killed it. Yeah, I mean, money-wise, but I think in terms of that specialized type of writing and the type mm-hmm. of writing in the pieces that they were producing... Yeah, Grantland was making probably a ton more money than any of those other sites. Of course, have made and yeah. and of and if you look at it just in um, other examples, that a lot of different sites and kind of podcasts and things like that had to like really grind at it. Yeah, yeah, and grind at it and grind at it to then become part of you know, the greater institutions. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Grantland tried, and did it fail in the eyes of the worldwide leader? Yes. To its leadership, or to its readership? Probably not. No, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't think that anyone, I think everyone who was a longtime Grantland reader, or even a casual, I think it was, it's pretty easy to see what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's unfortunate, but you know the world, <laughs> the worldwide leader, man. Do not. I mean, mess. you know. Uh, well, and I, I just think it's just media in general. It's just you follow the money. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, and then I don't mean to sound so jaded about the media, but well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it's <laughs> it's uh, it's. It's sad to me, yeah. in a way. I mean, and to be honest, like, I wasn't even reading it as much as I used to. I really, you know, when it initially came out, I felt like I was I was reading it all the time. And, and there are some writers 
who were, you know, regulars there whose stuff I really, really admire. And, and now, as we talked about, I wonder, like, where those people will land. Um, but, yeah, it was... Like, it seemed sudden the way it was done, and that's a whole other conversation, but to your point, like, mm -hmm. as soon as Simmons left, like, that, you know... Yeah. Yeah. pretty... Pretty obvious that that was gonna... It wasn't gonna continue. And even if it did, like... Even if it did continue on, it just... I hate to give Simmons that much credit, but, like... Mm -hmm. He real... His personality and writing style really shaped... The kind of content that appeared on that website so i don't know um it's a bummer yeah. man it's yeah bummer. straight up but uh what else i feel like there was something else we were going to talk about now i can't remember what it was we got to your wheaties box so i really feel like we you know covered the gamut yeah what are you um, most excited about this season we can, end um, on a, we can end it on a positive note. Yeah. No, I'm... In thinking about it, um, I'm... I'm hoping for a an interesting Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, again, we're, what, three, maybe four games in uh, as of our recording date. But... I and Detroit and Toronto are at the top. I mm -hmm. I just really want it to become I want the East to be like the West where it's actually competitive yeah. and it's fun to watch and it's not just a foregone conclusion that the Cavs are going to be number 1. And hey, they might be and that would be cool. Mm -hmm. But I I want <laughs> I want it to be more scrappy than that, you know? I want it to be a scrap for two, three, all the way down to eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because I, I think that the, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference thing, um, games matter so much in the Western Conference. And you mm -hmm. can't just, you know, take these prolonged rests. You know, you look what happened to San Antonio last year, which congratulations to... Uh, Coach Pop, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This he's wouldn't going... be a basketball party without you talking about Coach Pop. Oh, I know. Yeah, because uh, Coach K says he's uh, he'll be done with NB or, uh, ah! USA, USA basketball. basketball. Yeah. And then Coach Pop's going to take it on. Wow. So exciting. Wow. We're going to win everything. We, we are going to be uh, look out other countries. Yeah, pops. I got my, oh, got my eye. I got my finger pointed at you, Spain. Just think about Pop's Olympics beard for a second. Just think about it. It's great. It's gonna be he would look like a nineteenth-century mariner. It's gonna be so majestic. Yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that's my my uh, fervent hope for this season is that. Uh, the East, the Eastern Conference can kind of get back in the game a bit. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, do I really want that to happen? Nah. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it would be nice for the East to be competitive. I, I agree. We always complain about how it's just like a foregone conclusion a lot of the time. Even though we had a little surprise last year. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle Korver really making that happen. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle, KK. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited for the Cavs to be good again. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, you know, it's uh, it's, it's nice. It's exciting to be. It's exciting for Cleveland. Like I think it. You know, the Browns are always garbage, so it's nice for the Cavs to be good. But uh. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to, you know, go back to the Staples Center this year as a, mm -hmm. as a fake Clippers fan. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that West Coast road trip that the Cavs are taking in March mm -hmm. of next year. So, 
I'll be, I'll be, can't, can't wait to pay through the nose to go to the Staples Center. It's going to be fun. But, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I feel like I'm less amped up than I was last year, but that's probably for the best <laughs> um, for everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think that, you know, it will, I will get more amped as the season goes on, I, I believe. That's usually... It's usually what happens. So, yeah, better to start off the season at a frequency everyone can hear. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't want to alienate everyone out of the gate. That doesn't. No. That helps nobody. Yeah. So, all right. Any uh, last any last words before we round up this party? You know, I'm so glad to be back for season two. We're back. We did it. We did. We, we are in season two. That's amazing. Season two. You know, Woo. the terrible twos. Woo. Yeah. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> so. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should start, like, a Twitter that actually people can engage with me. Maybe you can start the basketball party Twitter. Ooh. All and right. And that can be separate from your from your private private forum yeah that i never update yeah so only only when reporting from the front lines of yeah. the battle of florida so yeah. Dwayne the Dwayne Wade report <laughs> the D Wade <laughs> he's on the bench ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i will uh i'll talk to you next week for next week's basketball party talk to you then all right bye dude bye me, 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 me. Winning a la la la, winning a championship, take everything you got. Sacramento, they thought it was the year, but I'm telling you it's not. Flotty said if we don't have home court advantage, we won't win. What? Flotty, are you stupid? I'll tell you time again. You need to go when they know your name. And <laughs> the Lakers, we know how to play the game. You said that we would win at your place. Guess what? Kobe dunked it in your face. You need to go where people know your name. <laughs>